saying too much and I've lost my voice. Just kidding. Um, uh, I just want to, usually when I do this, I, I usually start with something that I haven't planned, which always um, creates a little angst in my, in my superiors. But um, it's, it's a good day. It's a good day to be in God's house. It's a good day to be saved. It's a good day to be here and in the kingdom. It's exciting times. Even though you look around and it looks a little bit, you know, there's wars and there's rumors of wars and there's, there are things going on and there's, there's strife and, and there's problems in government and there's problems here and there's problems there. Listen, God does not change. We're going to see that today. We're going to read about that today. We're going to talk about that today. He doesn't change, and he has not forgotten us. He hasn't forgotten this world. He hasn't forgotten who he is and what he does. We are going to be a part of something more amazing than we've ever seen. Thus says the Lord. Thanks for coming out. Just kidding again. Just kidding again. So... A couple of questions for you this morning. Have you ever had a situation um, where you get a, a surprise? And it's, and it's a good surprise. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a, a pleasant thing that happens in your life. Um, let me tell you about recently about some such thing that happened to me. Um, and you might learn a little bit about me while I tell you my little story here. You see, you see, sometimes it, it could be a sum of money that you discover or that you find or that you, you know, that you, that you, uh, that crosses your path. And you, you know, you get this, this little blessing, this surprise. And it, it, it just lifts you up. So a couple of months back, I get this email and it says that I'm going to come into some money. <laughs> well, it was legit. It was from someone I knew. So, it, like, it wasn't like some kind of a scam thing. And, uh, I, you know, I, I read it and I thought, oh, well, isn't that nice? It didn't give any totals or any sums or anything like that. It just said, we made a mistake on this and you're going to get some money. Well... Isn't that pleasant? Nice surprise. Well, like most things like that, I thought, ah, $20, $30. And I forgot about it. So a while back, my wife is kind of shuffling through piles of papers in the house. And she picks up an envelope and she looks inside and she says, hey, did you know there's a check in here? And I say, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, knew, I knew I had that somewhere, but I didn't know where it was. And, you know, it, 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 this person said that they, you know, that I was going to come into this sum of money. And she says, you know, you should cash this check. It's for 800 bucks. That's just like me to do something like that. And I said, give me that. It can't be. It must be 80. No, it's 800. So you see how these little things... These little things come about. 
These little things happen. These good things happen. Children are like that, right? Mark and Janae, are they here today? Yeah, there they are. See, Mark and Janae, if I'm not mistaken, you did not know what was coming out, did you, Janae? See, and we had a little, I thought we had a little pool going on around here. And I guessed it right. That wasn't the money that I received, by the way. <laughs> I didn't get any money for guessing right. Me and Janae were the only ones, weren't we? The only, the, the only boy people? Yeah. And see, of course we knew that, you know, she's sticking out to here. Something's going to happen. We already know that. But what a blessing that is to see what it looks like or check out the, see the gender or, you know, whatever. And I just have to say, unequivocally, that that excitement, it does wane over time. For me, it's about two weeks. And then, you know, oh, I got to get up again. I got to look after this kid. And, and I'm not even the one doing the main part of the work, you know. Anyway, today we're going to read about something, learn about something that, that is quite phenomenal. You see, I have a little confession to make. It's my second question. Are we as excited, are we as happy about the things of God, the th stuff that pertains to the truth? And I have to confess to you that I'm not always that excited. Oh, I come into the house. I come into this place. I just want to worship with you. I want to sing my heart out. I want to sing until my voice goes away because we're together and it's exciting. And, but you know, tomorrow, Tuesday, there will be episodes, and I know there will be in my life, probably in yours. We're just not that excited about who you are in Christ. Now, once you start thinking about it, it changes. And that's why we stay. That's why we stay involved. That's why we continue to read scripture. That's why we have midweek things. That's why we get together with Christians to encourage us. But, ah, you know, the truth doesn't always excite me as much as I, 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 I. And that's not the truth's fault. That's my fault. So let's read again that passage. So this past week, Mr. Jones, he decided he was going to uh, take a little trip. Comes into my office on Friday and he says, you're preaching Sunday. <laughs> it wasn't Friday, it was Tuesday. So here we are. So if you have a Bible, turn, if you will, or you can focus your attention on the screen and find Ephesians chapter 3. And here it is. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond what you can ask or think. I know it says New American Standard Bible up there and they've changed the word to imagine. Ask or imagine. Still think in my old 95 Nasby, but... According to the power that works within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. So this is what the man gives me to work with. There's two verses. 
Oh, you know, let me just say this before I go on. Here's another unscripted thing. Here, my superiors are sweating again. Here's a little unscripted thing that you need to know about. We're spoiled around here. Did you know that? We're a little bit spoiled. Every Sunday, I leave this place with, with, a, with a message that changes my life. Come on. Are you with me on that? We're a bit spoiled around here. We get good stuff over the pulpit. Most Sundays. <laughs> anyway. We just read what we call a benediction. And this benediction was placed in an unusual spot in the middle of a letter. Sometimes that happens, but usually, usually they come at the end. And a benediction is a very common practice in religious gatherings to conclude it, to conclude them. So, um, this one's a little bit misplaced. And there is another benediction at the end of the letter. If you want to turn over there, we'll read that one too. It says, peace be to the brethren and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all those who love our Lord Jesus Christ with incorruptible love. Now, I'm not sure that that qualifies as a benediction, it's a great way to end a letter. And it's, and it's you know, those are, those are great verses to recite. But this one in the middle of the letter says, now. Now to him. So, let's talk about benedictions for a little while. What are they? Where, yeah, and, and we've already explained that a little bit. But, um, it's a Latin thing. You won't find the word benediction in your New Testament. It comes from a Latin word, and it means to invoke a blessing. Okay, that's what it means. Invoke a blessing. So, when religious gatherings like this break up, we say a benediction to invoke a blessing, to pass on a blessing to the people who are gathered there together. Okay. Um, this one, this does more than that. Can I say that? This does more than then invoke a blessing, although invoking a blessing is, is a, a vital thing to do. But this does more. And we're going to see, just in these few lines, how powerful the scriptures can be for us individually and, of course, as the church. Because here we are gathered together. And we are a body of believers the other thing that I discovered about these benedictions, now, I could be wrong on this, and maybe I'm being a little bit generous, but I think I found 23 of them in the New Testament. Five of them, five of them show up in the book of Romans alone. So my thinking is, the Apostle Paul, writing passages like this, gets really, really excited about what he's doing and his role, his ministry as an apostle to the Gentiles. He gets excited about that. We've already read about some of those passages as we have had other messages before this, good messages, about the role of the Gentiles, about this mystery, about this, this idea that God gives Paul when he's out in the desert 
And he takes Paul aside, you know, for a time, for a long season. And he shares with him, I'm going to do something with those Gentiles that's going to blow your mind, Paul. And I'm, you're going to be a part of it. You're going to, you're, and oh, are we ever grateful for that? Because whether you think it or not, you're a Gentile. You're unclean. You are a Gentile. And God has brought this blessing to not just to the Jew first and then to the entire population of the world. And it will go there slowly and faithfully. We will see that happen. Here's another unscripted part. <laughs> That's three now, isn't it? I, only, I probably only get three strikes. Do you know any Jewish Christians? I just said that, and it's going to go all over the waves. But do you know any Jewish Christians? I know a few. Not very many. I don't know very many. There's a little man that used to cook over at, uh, over at the Acropolis. Do you remember him? Little Messianic Jew. He's about this tall. Him and I became friends. What an interesting man he was. But he's the only, really, he's the only believing Jew I think I've ever met. So where are they? Maybe some of you know more. Now there is right now, even as we speak, a wave of revival going through Israel right now. Right now. Where the Jewish people are discovering who Yeshua is. That's Jesus in Hebrew. Yeshua, the Messiah. They're discovering who he is and they're getting saved by the thousands. There's something going on today, folks. There's something really exciting going on. And once those people get a hold of that message, guess what's going to happen? I mean, it's going to be even more crazy than it is now. And it's going to spread all over the globe. We are living in exciting days. Okay. So... Chris comes into my office and he says, hey, what are we going to do uh, with this, uh, this message? How are we going to put it on the screen? And I said, well, well, here's, here's, here's what happened. On Wednesdays, uh, the boys get together. A little Zoom thing goes on. Jones and Scott Pence and Dave Hockley. And, and I happen to be in that meeting because I'm preaching and that's what it's about we, we get together and we talk about stuff and I was a bit quiet I was a bit quiet because because uh, you know come Friday morning I start if I'm preaching I start thinking about it that's how it is for me so on Wednesday morning I didn't really have a lot going there was some I had read the scripture out and I put it on my wall and I was reading it over and reading it over and and Hockley he asks a question he says how how would you sum this up in just one phrase and out of my mouth came oh my god now that's not a phrase I use very often because I know that out there in other circles it's been cheapened it's been overused, and now people just say it without meaning. But I said, this, these two verses are so powerful and so full of stuff 
That's all I can say is like, oh my God, this is amazing. But I changed it. And so, and so when, when Chris came to my office, that's, he, he, he kind of worked it so it could go on the, on, the, uh, on the website. And he put the letters OMG on that, on that website. But it's more accurately OOG. But OOG just doesn't sound the same. Because it's O our God. God is doing something among us. He's doing it in you. I know that he's doing it in you, but he's going to do something in us. And when he does something in us, beyond us, beyond individuals, in a group setting like this, it's even more amazing. And Paul gets really excited about what God can do with a bunch of people who are surrendered to him and want to see the will of God come about in their day. He gets excited about that stuff. And we're going to see that in a minute or so. Okay. Now, a benediction. A benediction is not, it's not a prayer. I was looking at one, uh, just doing a little research, and they said it's not a prayer. However, you can pray this if you like. These verses are great to use in your prayer. If you're a praying person, and you better be, and you're at home and you're praying and you're, and you're, Seeking God, use scripture. Use scripture as often as you can. This is, a, this is a great scripture because it says he can do beyond, way more beyond, way further beyond what you can ask or even imagine. So use those promises and use those in your prayer times. But this in itself is not a prayer. Do you see the language in that passage of scripture? Paul's not asking for anything. He's not asking, he's just making statements. The prayer has already gone in the verses before. One of the prayers that you should get to know really well. For this reason, I bow my knee before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. That he would grant to you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened in the inner man. So that Christ might dwell in your heart. Through faith, And that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to compre comprehend how long and how wide and how deep and how high. And to know the love of Christ, which goes beyond knowing, so that you might be filled up to all the fullness of God. <sighs> There's the prayer. There's the prayer. And right after he speaks that, right after he writes that, right after he puts that down there, I was thinking as I was looking through that part, is I get this image of Paul in prison. He's in prison, writing a letter in prison. How do you write a letter in prison? Especially if you've got chains and they do the Roman thing and you're, there's a guard next to you and all that. How do you write? Or how do you kneel? What do, you, what, 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 what do you have to do for that? Hey, Mr. Guard person, I need to pray. Well, can't you pray like that? He said, no, I have to change position. I've got to get on my knees. Could you imagine the guards who were looking after Paul? You know, he's not belligerent. He's not unkind. He's not a jerk. But he's always, he's always praying. He's always changing his position so that he can pray. And he's probably praying for the guard. And that's why a lot of these guards became Christians, because they were chained to Paul. So he's done his praying. 
the praying is over, and then he comes in with this benediction, with this, with this elongated amen. He comes in with this. And I could just see the guy getting so worked up. And that's why, that's why, oh, our God, oh, oh, gee, this is what God can do. This is what God is going to do. These are the truths about him. This is, this is who he is. This is what he's going to do. He's not asking him to do anything. He already does it. He is it. And he does these things. And you and I need to declare these things so that we get that truth worked into our lives and into our hearts so that we can see God move in this day. We can believe for that. Not so much that we could see him move, but that we would we see what he's already doing and get into it and get involved in it. Because these are the, th are the things that he's doing. Amazing things beyond what you can ask or think. So what is the benediction? Here's what I have written down as a, as a, a definition. It's a shocking statement about who God is and what he does. And every time we see things like this come out of the scriptures, there's often reference to Father, Son, and Spirit. But you find those references in your New Testament, and you know something? You'll find a fourth party in those verses. You'll find a fourth party in those scriptures, inserted in those scriptures. I don't know why God does this. But he puts you and I in there. He puts us in there. He puts the church in there, as it is in this passage right here. Let's look at it. Now to him. And let's stop at the word now. Because now could mean the point that Paul was talking about in real time back in the day when he was sitting in jail. Now. Now. Or it could be in your life right now. So when this comes across the wire, I want you to think the word now means now. Means here, in this moment. Let's believe for this stuff to happen in this moment. Now to him. To God. To the one. To the glorious one. Who is able to do immeasurably beyond what we can ask or imagine. You know, when I read that and I chewed on it for a while and I got into it, I came to this conclusion. My prayer life is really wimpy. I want you to start doing something a little different. And maybe you already do this. I want you to start asking God for crazy stuff. I want you to start asking God for, for, for healings and for miracles and for... And, and, and for revivals, not just revivals, not just for a revival in, in your neighborhood or in Grand Prairie, but ask for a revival in the nation. Ask for that kind of stuff. So when I was at the prayer, number four, unscripted, when I was in the prayer thing a couple of weeks back, and we were, we were writing down stuff, and boy, that was really exciting to watch people get revelation and put it up and you can get a copy of that. You can get a copy of all those things that people were, that God was giving to people and they were, we were sticking them up on that, on that whiteboard. 
One of the things that came to my mind, and I don't know why I did, because I can't even remember what we were praying about. But one of the things that came to my mind, and maybe you've seen it on the list, and now you know who wrote it. I said, if God can do what he did to Nebuchadnezzar and save him, virtually save him, take him, take him from a proud, high on himself, overpowered dude and humble him to the point where he says, okay, it's, I believe in you. If he can do that to Nebuchadnezzar, he can do it to Putin. Do you believe it? Because you or I are not going to get a meeting with Putin. And even if we did, he probably wouldn't con be convinced of what we have to say to him. About him. Hey, buddy, are you sure you know what you're doing here? <laughs> you wouldn't last very long in that meeting. But you can pray. Say, God, if you can change Nebuchadnezzar, and you can change this leader, and you can change that leader, and you can change that government, and you can change this, and you do that. Why are we asking so small? Why are we, why are we, what are we worried about? If this God can do immeasurably beyond, far beyond all that we can ask or think, why don't we start asking and thinking about some crazy stuff? And I'm going to give you an example of something crazy that we're going to do in the next couple of weeks as a church. Surprise. I'm going to put that aside. Now to him who is able to do far more bunny. My prayers are wimpy. Okay, so a benediction is a conclusion. All right, this is the next thing. A benediction is, 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 is a conclusion. Now to him who's able. Look, at the end of it, it says amen. It's kind of like a, you know, that's it. The word amen, so be it. You know, that passage is done. But do we stop reading the letter? Do you stop reading the letter at this point? You say, okay, it's done. We're, we're good. Let's go home and have lunch. That's not how this one fits into the letter. He writes this and then, then he goes on. Then he goes on. Because now that we have this truth in our hearts, now that we know that God can do some amazing things, now Paul starts saying things like, husbands, love your wives. Wives, I can't remember what that one says. Children, obey your parents. I love quoting that one. Husbands, love your wives. Walk in a manner that's worthy of... You, go past chapter 3 and into chapter 4 and 5 and 6 and you will get a whole bunch, like make a list of them, of all the things that require you to get moving and to start practicing stuff. Put on the armor. I don't want to take away from those chapters because we're going to hear great messages on those in the near future. But all those things, now that you know that God can do some amazing things, put your armor on. Now that you know that God can do some amazing things, let no unwholesome word proceed out of your mouth. I just picked that one off the page. Speak truth with your neighbor. Now that you know that God can do these things, these things then, then the things in chapter 4, 5, and 6 are possible. They're reachable. They're attainable. Anything that you can think of, God can do it. Anything. Yeah, 
And you're praying and you're praying for people to get saved. And yeah, you do that, don't you? I do it. I do it. God save this one, touch this one. You can, you, you can start talking about countries. You might as well just go for the world. Save all 8 billion of them, Lord. Pour your spirit out on all of them. And if you need me to do something, share with my neighbor, show me what to do. According to that, I can do it. We can do it. It's a conclusion. But we're not done yet. We're not done in this passage yet. It is a conclusion according to the power that works in us. If God can do so much beyond what I can ask or think, and then he has the audacity to say, this is the spirit, this is the substance, this is the essence of what I've put inside of you. You. And I thought about... Aladdin. I know. I watch too much TV. All that power in a little bitty space in your heart and in mine and even this place as a church on the grand scheme of things it's not very much but God takes all of that goodness and all of that power and he and he and he focuses it into his church, into his people, into us, so that we can do stuff. So when we go out of this place, even today and tomorrow and the next day, and you go to work, be prepared. God's going to do something. God's going to do some cool things through you. He's going he's to have you talk to people. He's going to have you... He's going to have you make decisions that affect other people. He's going to have you share some things that... that that are going to reflect his glory, reflect who he is. But that's not all. He's not finished yet. According to the power that works inside us, to him be the glory. Now look at this one. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus. Now, I've probably read this verse a number of times in my Christian existence probably twice but when I saw that was a joke I've read it more than twice okay but when I saw that when I saw that to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus it's almost like he's saying the church and Jesus are synonymous huh to him be the glory this glory in this place in you people, in us. He can do some phenomenal things and he's going to do those things through itty bitty spaces and little people like you and me. But once we have Jesus in here and once we are together and doing things, God can do beyond all that we can ask or think. I'm excited about that. I get excited about this stuff. You know, and, and honestly, I hope I'm this excited tomorrow morning when I get up. When I get up and I'm, oh, the world, oh, this place, oh, is it snowing again? Oh, is it, is it warm or cold? You know, no, I hope that I'm like, oh, what's God got for us today? What's God got for me today? What's God going to do in me today? 
What is he going to accomplish today? Now, we're still not finished. Here's the surprise. Here's the thing. Just about, though. Here's the thing. I have in my hand a piece of paper that uh, outlines an opportunity for us to do something that you probably thought about, but you didn't know if you had the means. You didn't know if you... Because how many of you have thought about the war across the pond? Put your hand up. Yeah, yeah, we've, we've thought about it a lot. How many of you have thought about doing anything about it and didn't have the means? Like, okay, well, okay, you can pray because God can do some amazing things, like change the heart of a man like Putin. He can do that kind of stuff. So, there are displaced people. There are people who've lost their homes. There are families that are split apart. There are all kinds of nasty uh, results of this conflict. And you and I could have the opportunity to do something very um, significant for this. So, this uh, letter is from um, two people who live in Poland. And they live in Poland and uh, they are Church of Christ missionaries. I think this is how it goes. I might get a few of the details wrong, okay? But they live in Poland and they are right next door to this stuff that's happening. And they, uh, somebody contacted them and, um, and, and, they, and, and asked them, is there anything we can do? And they said, yes, yes, there's something you can do. Listen to what you can do. Um, with only two of us full time, we are not able to take in any refugees at this point in their own space. But we feel our role is to bring calm, joy, faith, and support to the Graceland community, which is the, the mission where they work, which is nervous about what's happening next door. Everyone knows someone who is either fleeing Ukraine or working front lines or taking people in. In response to this crisis, Graceland Canada and USA and Poland are currently helping in the following ways. Taking financial donations from Canadians slash Americans and forwarding them to the frontline workers here in Poland. And we're acting as the middleman. Number two, supporting a church, listen to this, this is cool, supporting a church just a few kilometers from the border who are sleeping 200 and feeding 300 plus per day. They impress us because they move their worship services to the, the cultural center in their town in order to house refugees. Are you getting excited? I mean, refugees. No, war. War doesn't excite me. Refugees, people displaced, that doesn't excite me. But getting an opportunity to pass on a blessing to them directly, that excites me. That is what we should be doing. That's what the church does. Financially supporting the extended family of a Graceland student family who had to flee and leave husbands behind. These women left nothing but a left with nothing but a suitcase and their kids. We are providing them with cash for purchasing necessities. It is our plan to support this family longer term. They are currently looking for an apartment, and it's our hope to provide rent for them for a few months until they get settled. Financially, number four, financially supporting women and children refugees currently living 
in the train station refugee shelter by giving them envelopes with cash. We are using this as a teaching opportunity for a young woman we are mentoring, and it goes on and on, and there's five, and there's six. And we've decided, as a staff, as leadership here at Grand Prairie Church of Christ, to do something about this. Here's the glory of God shining out, and here we go, providing something for some needy people across... There, there, there was an era where you and I wouldn't even know about this stuff. But now we know about this stuff. We have connections in these places. We have trusted people in strategic spots. And they didn't know that they were in a strategic spot. But now they are. And they're going to receive some money from us. So that they can take it to these needs. And they can help this church. 300 people. I mean, we don't even have 300 people in this room. 300 people all packed into this church and finding a place to sleep. And, and, then, and they all need food. So here's an opportunity. And so what we're going to do is uh, in the very near future, we have till April 10th, we want to supply these Ukrainian refugees with $10,000. Now, we're not just going to run to the bank and take the $10,000 out of the bank. No, you're going to give it. We're going to give it. We're going to come together. And this church has said, yeah, let's go on. Let's do things. Of course, we weren't talking about this when we said, yeah, let's do things. But you see what happens? That's how God works, isn't it? We say yes to God. We say, yes, let's go on. Let's do these things. Let's, let's go ahead as the church. And then this opportunity comes up. See, that's how God does it. He, it's, a, it's like a little bit of a test, maybe. But we want to provide these people over there in Poland with a $10,000 check so that they can distribute it where the needs are there, where they're present. Are you excited about something? I think that's amazing. I think that's, I think that's powerful stuff. I think that's what, what we're talking about. When God's glory goes out. and Man, we can, we can say yes. Yes, we helped. Because God gave us the means. God gave us the idea. God showed us that we can imagine this. And it can come to pass. So we have till the 10th of April to do this. To raise this $10,000. I hope, I, well, I hope 10000 What am I thinking? 20 50 Let's see what, what, what will happen when God's people get excited about these things. So you, if you're so inclined, um, you can direct your cash or your check or however it is uh, to Ukrainian refugees on an envelope. Or you know, you, you come to the office and you can make those, you can make those donations. There is one little setback. You probably won't get a tax receipt. I'm out. <laughs> no, you probably won't get a tax receipt. Because this is immediate. It's right now. We're going to do it. That's okay, isn't it? Yeah. Of course it's okay. Amazing. This is something that we can do to help the people who are facing some really, I mean, I, I, yeah, my dad, my dad was, uh, has had some war stories, and my mom, too, 
although they were really young, just teenagers in World War I, uh, two. <laughs> two, World War II. And, and uh, um, you know, he, he, he had some stories. And the older I get, you know, oh, shame on me. That, that you just don't quite think about it anymore because it's getting further and further in the past. But folks, we got wars going on right now all around us. We've got needs. We've got stuff to do. Let's pray. Father, you, this is... The, now to him who is able to do far more exceedingly beyond all that we can, that we can speak, that we can articulate, or even more than we can even imagine. To him be the glory. To him be the majesty and the honor. This one who can, who can, who, who can part seas and, and, and bring streams in the desert and who can, uh, who can, uh, who, who puts nations up and he takes them down. Lord, it's you. We read in your word how amazing you are. And then we kind of, I know I do it, Lord, just kind of put those, those stories. Ah, oh, that was nice. And I even believe those stories. But Lord, we are talking about our day now. Now in this hour. Let us be the ones who believe this is true. And get excited about the truth. And understand that God is at work and he wants to use us. So here we are. Show us what to do, Lord, I pray, in the next couple of days. Show us what to do with this extra, this extra money that we have or this extra. I know, I know there's people in this room right now who are wondering, what am I going to do with this extra? I'm thinking about that because I told you a story earlier about, about receiving some extra money. And now here's how I can use it. This is what God wants to happen. And so, Lord, we give ourselves to your purpose today. We thank you, Lord, that you are alive and you are alive here. Your glory shines here. It also shines in Jesus, but it shines here among us who believe in Jesus. And we give ourselves to your purposes today. And we thank you for this great opportunity. We thank you for this great passage and we just stand in awe and we say, oh my God, you are amazing. You are glorious and wonderful. Our God, oh Lord, our God, do a great thing in this day and use us to do it. As we grow up and go forth to make a difference, uh, Lord, keep this in our minds stir us up for action. We thank you for the church today and what you've done. In Jesus' name, amen.